Hey guys, welcome back to the okay, 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 okay. Hey guys, welcome back to the Blanket Studio Podcast. My name is Aaron Huang, your host. And I'm Noble Huang, your co-host. And here we are. Yes, we are. Yeah. Aaron, I heard you had some good biscuits this morning. I did. So basically, um, some family is visiting uh us and me in Utah. My bad. Noble is not in Utah. I'm yet. not in Utah, not yet. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, my aunt came in town and she makes the best biscuits ever. And... Oh, she made them? Yes, like they were from homemade. scratch. Yes. Yo. They were so good, and we had gravy too, and um, she made strawberry jam too, and it was so good. Man, from like like stra- like market strawberries like store-bought strawberries yes. and made the jam wow man that's legit Just, yeah shout out so young emo for them yep. cooking skills she's so good she's actually a really good cook though <laughs> yeah and she lives right next to us we got to figure out some time like here in dc they live in virginia so, somewhere i didn't hear okay. her on the phone when when i called earlier but yeah and so um another thing is that she makes really good dumplings too so you might want to ask her for that too. For for the dumplings? Yes. Like she makes <laughs> like, like just okay. call her and demand dumplings. <laughs> hey. <Yes. laughs> dumplings. <laughs> now. Yeah. So um our uncle Steve, her her husband, um, he like raves about her dumplings. Really? Like, better than like not store bought. Better than restaurants. Mm-hmm. When yeah. you said store bought, I, I thought you said Starbucks at first. I was like, oh yeah, better than Starbucks, Starbucks. makes wonderful dumplings, guys. Starbucks dumplings, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's fun. Yeah, I'm excited to be out there. We have a uh, we have a brother that's getting married on um on the Friday on Friday. Yes, on shout Friday. out the shout 25th. out John and Kendall. Happy yeah. new couple. Yes. We'll see when this gets posted, so we'll keep you on the uh we'll keep you what is it called what's the saying keep you we'll keep you online surprised no we'll keep you plugged in updated we'll keep you updated that's not a saying that's just the word (laughs) whatever (laughs) anyway anyways (laughs) so So, uh let's talk wedding first what 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 did you say i said let's talk wedding first Okay, so, so basically, um, what day are you coming in? You're coming in. I'm coming in on Thursday. Thursday, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thursday morning, so we should we should be arriving at like noon or something like that. So yeah, that's what I heard. So, anyways, we're gonna have a super fun party, and reception, and uh, going to the temple on the Friday. I don't it's even just remember our job what to be time. There. Yeah, I don't even remember what time Bella and I got married. It was like. I would say like in the middle of the day. I would say like noon or something. I think so too. Because the place where we did it wasn't, it's not a super busy wedding venue. So like we could do it like whenever. So. Yeah. But anyways, so if you didn't know, we're members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And usually um, we get married in temples. And so no, not noble, sorry. Dallin and Kendall are getting married at the Bountiful Temple which is such a beautiful temple mm-hmm. and I'm so excited to it's go prime. there. Yeah. Yeah. So but. it'll be cool. So I think we're doing, it's Friday morning, right? Is the, mm-hmm. is the wedding at the temple. And then are we doing the reception the same day or is it Saturday? No, it's the same day. Same day. Wow. Okay. So it's going to be a packed Friday. It's I guess that makes sense. Packed. Really? We're coming back here on Saturday. So. Yeah. We're going to so, be in and out. It's going to be wedding in the morning and then have a luncheon and then a reception. It's going to be a crazy day. Man, lots of free food, though. Lots of free food. I'm, I'm excited. Not for that. free for mom and dad, though. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> so, what is that saying? What? What is, what is that saying from uh, Bazinga? Yeah, that's. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> man you're struggling with the sayings today i'm sorry today has been a long day 
it's not really Monday. yeah There's we are recording of... this at the end of the day it's later for me i'm in dc so it's like 9 30 at night yeah that's awkward um, it's uh 7 37 in yeah. Utah right now but so. aaron's a baby she gotta get to bed early yeah because i have school tomorrow that's right dude it's so surreal hearing about you starting school and not being in school anymore because prior yeah. to this my whole life it's either been me also starting school like around when you start school or for like last year Bella was still in school even though I was working like since Bella was still in school and we still lived in the college apartment the college town like it still felt like I was part of school so it's so weird now both of us are working and our lives are just like whatever like the next milestone for us is just like the next trip we're going on like that's how we measure our lives now so it's like oh (laughs) we have the wedding we have you know Thanksgiving coming up then Christmas but you guys yeah, hearing about you guys having school and being like, we do not, we are not part of that life anymore. I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. But something I was gonna I was talking about in my episode, which I'm gonna release before this or after this, I have no idea. But um basically what I talk about is um what did I talk about? I was talking about I don't know where I was going with this. You were, we're talking, talking about how hard it is to make friends. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay. I did talk about that, but I w- that's not what I was going to say. Nice. But, that was a complete um, shot in the dark. I have no knowledge of the content of this podcast. <laughs> that was a guess. <laughs> Got him. Bazinga. <laughs> Bazinga. <laughs> Bazinga. You made me forget what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it wasn't how hard it is to make friends. It was something else. It was something else. Dig it. We'll just come back to it if I okay. remember. We'll come it. back to it. So anyways, back to the wedding. So... We are both participating in the wedding festivities. Aaron is a, you're going to be a bridesmaid, right? Yes. And let me tell you something about being a bridesmaid. So one thing that Kendall made very um, important Mm -hmm. was how comfortable the dresses were. And I'm literally Ah, so happy because she did this. And so like anybody that's a girl who's watching gets this or anybody who wears dresses, okay, knows how happy you are if you have pockets yes that's true i i personally am very happy when bella gets a dress that has pockets because that means she's not asking me to hold random stuff that's true so the dress has pockets and it's a nice what it's like a dark green but i don't Mm. know exactly what green it is but it's so pretty and it's so comfy yeah no i'm excited is there any other like bridesmaid duties that you have Kind of. Like so at we're the reception, do... is there something happening or? I don't know. I'm. Alan told me nothing. I th- I I think that the whole groomsman thing is just for pictures. Yeah, I don't know what's gonna happen at the wedding. I feel like there's something gonna. I think there's something big gonna happen at the wedding with the groomsmen, but I don't want to say anything. Yeah, this will probably come out after the wedding, though. I feel like probably. Yeah, probably will. Well, whatever it is, I have no idea about it because I've literally, literally, all I've heard from Dallin is like, "Do you have your pants yet?" And I was like, "Yes, I have my pants." Like, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so like, okay, okay, but like his other groomsmen, they're okay. So some background on the groomsmen, other than Noble. So basically, his groom Dallin's groom groomsmen was his friend group in high school, which he met in choir class and so like they're they're oh that's right yeah i see something musical happening or yeah so their whole like thing with their group they were called the bros and so So like original yeah so original so silly and goofy (laughs) but anyways (laughs) yeah so they're all super good at singing like they're like i feel like that's true they all did like lead parts in our musicals and like yeah things like that yeah they're they're solid dudes yeah they're really good at singing from coming from illinois and so like i am like 80 percent sure that they're gonna sing something that's true i can see that yeah but here's the thing dallin doesn't want any like singing or like anything like that at his wedding yeah that's a load of garbage because we had all that stuff at our wedding yeah. But honestly, good move, Dallin, because the wedding receptions are shorter than you think. So having like, you know, 20, 25 minutes taken up by like your siblings doing musical stuff for you, it's nice and all, but it's like, 
not necessary. Like, yeah, I th- I think just because both Bella and I were the oldest kids in each family, so like neither family had planned a wedding before. Like we were just like, <laughs> oh, what do we do? Well, there should be a program. What goes on a program? Musical numbers. Who can do musical numbers? Literally everybody. Everybody do a musical number. You do a musical number. You do this. So yeah, no, good move. Good move. Wedding wedding reception should be more simple. Yeah. But I think they're going to do, like, a five-minute thing. Yeah. Which is Her- nice. I feel like a five-minute thing is, like, a good amount. Yeah. It's not too not too much. Because yeah, it really should be about, cool. like, bride and groom and then, like, family getting together, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. But that's cool. We're excited for that. Excited so for Kendall excited. to be part of the family. Excited for also Down to be part of her family because it does go both ways. Yes, it does. Okay. Okay, moving on. Anyway. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to do this segment where we are going to talk about our life and it's going to be called Life Updates with Aaron and Noble. <laughs> right, yeah. We're not bringing any special guests to give their life updates. No. If a special guest are... ever comes on here, they don't get to do it that's right they get to sit it's only with noble and aaron yeah they will sit there and be quiet while while aaron and i give life updates (laughs) and that will be that hey if a special guest ever comes on here we'll just add their name yeah do you know who we should have on our podcast no one ever you know what noble never mind then is this a guest guest kind of podcast? Who would who would be able first of all, who would who would want to come on and be a, a guest on our podcast? No, I was just saying, like, we should have like Bella to come on here if she wanted to. Oh. If she maybe. absolutely doesn't want to, then obviously we won't like force her or like I, her. I feel like podcasting, like there's a very specific, very niche desire to podcast that like not everyone has, you know? Yeah, but I feel like one time she told me she wanted to do it. And so, like, this has, like, zero commitment. She just has to come one time, and there's no commitment there. I guess that's true. Well, when that happens, it'll be life updates with Aaron, Noble, and Bella. Bella. <laughs> but for we'll now. add the names. <laughs> but for now, just It's us. just Noble and Aaron. Okay, all right, Aaron, you go first. But your life updates, since you're already doing a solo episode about school, it has to be stuff outside of school. Okay, outside school. I'm literally doing nothing after school. Okay. All right, moving on. Oh, yeah, now, no, 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 no. I have something. I have. <laughs> okay, I have right. something. Um, I tried out for the tennis team at Sky Ridge. That's my new school, and turns out I did not know this before. They are tennis. They are uh, state qualifiers every year. Nice. And so I did not make the team. Well, okay. <laughs> I technically did. Okay. Okay. Hear me out. Okay. I did. But I turned it down because the team that I was going to make, it's called the practice team. Oh, gosh. So, like, so you're the team that comes in and practices with the actual team? No, we practice after after the actual team. Oh. Yes. Why? Because there's not enough tennis courts. Wait, no, but w- like, why? So you're not, you're under JV, right? Yes. Uh, you do, would practice team even compete in anything? They compete like once a month. Oh, that's well, that's not bad. It's not good either. I mean, I guess that's true. The other teams, they what? They is weekly? Uh, yeah. They like two, two games a week, I think. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's kind of a lot. You turn not it down. Really. I would have done like... it. That's still fun. Yeah. Okay. But here's the thing practice team is for like, freshmen and sophomores so they could practice to be on the JV or the varsity team. So I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not about to take an opportunity from another girl that actually wants to do it. And like, it's not like I didn't want to do it. Like I wanted to do it, but I didn't want to like take that opportunity. Girl, then you do days. it. What you're saying to me is classic, like being too nice and in doing so giving up opportunities. But like, if you were a guy, any guy would be like, "Oh yeah, put me on the team. Like, give me that." But like, but like, I'm a senior. I have no future in Sky Ridge tennis. I guess that's true. But still, what are you gonna do instead then? I just do whatever I want. Well, yeah. Well, if you're gonna do whatever you want, you might as well. Like, 
for me, I feel like most of like high school sports is just to like have people to talk to, like just have like friends to hang out with and just do something fun. I guess. Okay, but okay. This is okay. This is kind of like dipping into what I said on my solo episode. But if you don't listen to that and you don't listen to this one, this is uh life lessons from Aaron. Okay, life okay. lessons. Even though I'm only 17 years old, That's okay. I know something. Any anyone under the age of 17 can gain something. Yes, yes, yes. I don't think anybody under 17 is listening to this. But anyways, if <laughs> yeah, there is, not. if there is. <laughs> It is not as hard as you think to make friends. It is so easy to make friends. And honestly, okay, I'm quote unquote extroverted, but like even, I don't know. Like, okay, so this is what happened to me when I was at school this one day. I'll go into depth of what happened in my episode, which I already did. But anyways, I went up to this one girl, said, hey, my name's Erin. And she introduced herself. And I was like, we had a five minute conversation. And so- we had the conversation, the bell rang, and she asked me if I had any lunch plans. I was like, no, I don't know what I'm going to do for lunch. She literally introduced me with, like, she introduced me to her whole friend group, and I made, like, what, 10 friends in the in the, in the the span of 10 minutes. Nice. I made one friend per minute. <laughs> yeah. Who's who's this first friend that, that made all the introductions for you? Um. Well, are we going to say names on this podcast? We'll do first names. Okay, well, her name was Amanda. Shout hey, out to Amanda. Sh- shout out Amanda. Shout out Amanda. She is, like, so Helping nice, sister too. out. Yeah. Yeah, she really was. Like, and another thing is that, like, people... Okay, one thing I will never get used to, okay? So, basically, in Utah, you know the stigma of how everyone's a member? Yeah. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Literally, I see everybody from my ward at school. And I'm like, what the heck is happening? This is so weird. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Do you, what are like the pros and cons in your mind of like, because obviously it's easier to make friends because you're seeing the same people in two places. But yeah. like, is there anything else like general pros and cons? Okay. Cons. Okay. This might just be me, but like, okay. Cons is that like, I didn't know that many people for my ward like i haven't really gotten close to anybody my age in my ward and so like the only person that i'm close with is this girl named eliza and i feel like i'm pretty good friends with the other girls my age in my ward but like okay we're like acquaintances you know mm-hmm. like we if we see each other in public we won't actively go out of our ways to say okay hi, you know? that's acquaintance then yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So, like, it's awkward seeing them there. And what's mm-hmm. even worse is that, like, I e- I don't even know any guys in our ward. So, any guy that I see from my ward it, in school, that's just awkward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Because it's like, then there's two places where I'm not talking to you instead of just one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I feel that. No, it's true. But, like, going back to the whole, like, it being easy to make friends... It's especially true if you're in a situation where everyone's trying to make friends, which is why I feel like when you um, like go to BYU or like any college or whatever, yeah, yeah, I think it's super important to live like wherever freshmen are living. Like don't because both Dallin and I, when we went to college, we spent our first little bit there living off campus, like away from freshman housing with like yeah. upperclassmen, like upperclassmen are great, right? It's like, obviously I'm on the other side of that now. But usually mm-hmm. upperclassmen have their friend groups. They're not really interested in talking all that much. They're like focus on getting a job or whatever, like not very social. But mm-hmm. both Down and I, when then when we were done with that and then moved into like the freshman or underclassmen housing for our first year, had yeah. so much fun. And it's even not only like is it super easy to make friends, but it's also very easy to be like the second degree of that, where it's like you help other people make friends with each other, right? I don't know yeah. if Dallin was super active, but like, actually he was like, he would plan roommate stuff and they do dinners and invite people over. Yeah, yeah. I did the same thing. Like always like I had 4th of July parties. I organized like games of capture the flag around campus, which is super fun. So yeah, it's like to that point, like it is easier than people think to make friends, especially when you're in a situation where like everybody's interested in that. So. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Here's the second life lesson from Aaron Huang. Okay nobody okay wait let me phrase this correctly without being super harsh but like 
nobody's going to include you. You need to include yourself. Like, if you see a group of friends, you, like, it's not, they're literally not thinking about you. Like, I don't know how else to put it. Like, if you want to be a part of that friend group, like, I can see how, like, people can be like, oh, she's kind of annoying. But, like, if you just introduce yourself, chances are they'll be, like, super nice to you and you could be friends with them. Like, Mm -hmm. even if they're like, oh, she's kind of annoying, then find a different people. Mm -hmm. Like, don't hang around the people that undervalue you because you deserve more. Number one. Okay, number one advice from Aaron Huang. Number one. Don't settle for less. That is dumb. There are 8 billion people in this world. You really are going to be that like the five people that don't like you and be like, oh, they just hate me. And uh, I'm going to hang around them anyways because nobody else likes me. Mm-hmm. There are 8 billion people. You really going to think that the 10 people are their whole world? Just find 10 different people. Like, yeah. It's just like nobody cares that much, I feel like true it's tough and especially now because like i feel like the whole introducing yourself to strangers is a lost art like we just don't do that anymore but those situations happen because like because i always saw those people in high school like people who would like hang out in friend groups but like their role is to be like the butt of the jokes or like the weird one amongst there but like they stick around anyways and it really is like what it comes down to is like even that is better than being alone right and that's that's really what they're they're choosing between is either this group who don't treat me that great or being alone, right? Yeah. When it's like there is that third option of like, or you could go do something else. But it's true, like I think it's so hard. And like, I don't know, the more that I saw how people treated each other in high school and just actually in school in general, the more baffled I was that like adults just like let us go ham it really is like lord of the flies like if anyone's read that book for school just look yeah. around that is what you're living right now so yeah Fun fact, it's crazy. my eighth grade teacher never taught us lord of the flies do you know why why covid <laughs> rip man yeah. covid sucked RIP. covid was actually obviously really hard for a lot of people but for bella and i okay. specifically it was actually not that bad like campus basically emptied like everybody went home but we stuck around because we had like jobs and you know rent to pay and stuff so um but yeah we had we had a good time all the parks were empty we had them all to ourselves are you sure because you visit us like two weeks at a time (laughs) well yeah well i mean yeah we came home for stuff because like all of our classes were online so we could but like by and large we like stayed where we were but anyways okay is that your life update uh what else um i think so well i did early morning seminary that has been rough because i have been waking up at 9 a.m every single day for the past three months really no maybe like the last month okay i've been here i was about to say man you really like screwed yourself on that one i did Though I guess, like, I don't know. I don't know when I woke up during the summers back when that was a thing. Yeah. All I can say is that if you live in our household, you cannot sleep past nine because our dad will yell at you and he'll be like, only pansies wake up after nine. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, I don't know. It's whatever. I, I did always find it kind of weird. I don't think I was, like, capable of sleeping later. Like, I feel like yeah. in school it's it's fashionable to brag about how little you sleep, but also yeah. how much you sleep. Like in the same breath, people are bragging, oh yeah, I'm running on like two hours of sleep. But then like the next day they're like, oh yeah, I slept until like two. And everyone's trying to be like, oh yeah, I slept in until three. Oh yeah, I'm sleeping right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'll beat you at your own game. Okay, everybody. Everybody wants to brag about what they're doing and not doing. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's the whole early morning seminary thing. Like I had to get to bed at like nine or 10. So I was just always yeah. sleeping, you know, at a good time. But yeah, that kind of reminded me of something. You know, the people that would be like, oh, like I I just never study for tests and I always get good grades and blah, blah, blah. I just never study. Those are the people that study the most, I feel like. That's true. You just lie. 
or they need like and if that's you and if that's really what you're doing prepare for a rude awakening when you hit college because let me tell you this right now high school is a joke everywhere like universally (laughs) high school is a joke i'll just say that right now like it's it's more a test of how many mistakes you can't make than like actual like i don't know i don't know how to put this but it's just like no elaborate on that more right so all i feel like all the things that derail derail you during high school like if you can just avoid those you're golden like if you can stay out of the bad crowd if you can like not get in trouble doing stupid stuff like it's like a mistake it's like a mistake minimization contest rather than like an actual achieving stuff Mm because like the bar is so low like anyone who's like been in high school can i don't know i you know i'll I'll, like soften that a little bit because i will say that like the education system isn't built for everybody like if you're good at memorizing things you'll get straight A's, like in everything. Every class is basically a memorization class. Math, memorization. Reading, memorization. Science, memorization. Like, if you can do that, then you're good. But if you have trouble with that, or you have trouble with, like, organization or time management, you know, or you have, like, mental health problems, like, school's going to be hard. So I will soften it saying it, saying that. But for that group of people who is like, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't study for tests, I do great. Like, you're going to be those people who show up at college where everybody was like that, but the ones who learn how to work and like study are going to be the ones that continue getting A's and like all the people who like say they don't study, you're going to get a D for the first time in your life and you're going to have a meltdown. So just prep yourself for that. So we're currently on a zoom right now and only noble can see what I'm doing right now with my facial expressions and my hands right now. I have never agreed on a statement so harshly right now. Yeah. And as a person that sucks at memorizing things, I completely agree. Yeah. I, okay, I'm still in high school, but, like, up until now, like, okay, I don't know how to say this without being offensive, but, like, so my brothers, my Noble, Dallin, and Caleb, they're very good at memorizing things. So they, like, blew through high school, right? Is Would you say that? Statement is correct. Yeah. I blew through two high schools. Yeah, because he went to New Jersey for a special gifted school. Yes, I did. That's a whole nother episode, man. I like <laughs> I gotta talk about that experience. You can that do your crazy. own okay. Okay. Wait, hear me out. So basically, I listened to this podcast. It's called the Unplanned Podcast by Matt and Abby. I literally love that podcast. It's so awesome. And so, but they did interviews of the other person. So the episode is just called the Abby Howard interview. Mm-hmm. And then the guy just interviews her, his wife. Okay. So anyways, they, uh, and he interviews his wife and um, I just loved the whole episode. It was just so awesome to listen to. Yeah. So we have to do that. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. We are literally just making ideas inside of this episode. Isn't yes. that awesome? Yeah, we don't have much time for this, so we do some of the planning live. Inside the episode. <laughs> Inside the episode. You guys get to see what it's really like. Yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah. Okay, I Anyways. think that's life update for Aaron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So life update for Noble now. We uh, just got back in from a bike ride. Washington, D.C. has awesome biking trails. Like, they're all over the place. And actually has a pretty good... I'd say Washington, D.C. actually, a, like, all around is pretty nice. Like, the metro system is pretty nice. Mm-hmm. I, go to, I go to New York occasionally for work, and riding the subway down there, it's just, like, I don't know. It's really dirty. Like, I think I think even New Yorkers oh. can agree with me on that. It's, like, pretty dirty. It smells pretty bad. But um, comparatively... I thought you were going to say nostalgic because you used oh. to take the train. Oh, heck no. Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> But, um, oh. yeah, it smells pretty bad. But the Washington, D.C. one, it's not bad. Like, you know, it's not like, you know, it's not like a European metro system because those are, like, nice, nice. Same oh, my with, gosh. Like, Asian Wait, metro yeah. systems. But um, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. All the cars are air-conditioned. The stations are, like, generally clean. And same with, like, the bikes. They got a pretty neat bike-sharing system here with a lot of bike lanes that are really pretty. So just got back in doing that. Um, and then other big job 
or not life update, but yes, that's what it is. Uh, switched jobs recently. So I work for a consulting Good. firm right now, focused a lot on technology stuff. Um, switching over to another that's more focused on like pure business, like strategy, investing, social impact, like all the things that I'm really interested in switching over to a consulting firm that does more of that stuff. So that yeah. is, that is me. Yep. Wait, that actually made me think about another life update. Yeah. It's kind of sad though. Hey, it's not sad. It's just like sad for me because, yeah. okay. So up until this point in this year, like I kind of knew what I wanted to do. Kind of, mm-hmm. kind of like Ooh. very loosely kind of. I'm intrigued by this life update. Okay. Go on. Yeah. Okay, so for the longest time, well, not the longest time, maybe, okay, so this past, like, three, three, four years, I've been wanting to become a pilot so bad. Okay. Like, that was, like, my number one career that I wanted to do, and so, like, I've been raving about it, telling everybody, literally everybody, I'm being like, oh, I want to become a pilot and become, like, super cool and fly planes, mm-hmm. but anyways, um, but I would get my marketing degree before that and then go to, I don't know, flight school and get my flight license. Yep. And so up until like a few, I would say a month or two, maybe three, these past few months, I have realized I have no idea what I want to do. Really? So you don't want to do the pilot thing anymore? No, I actually don't. Okay. But you're still interested in marketing? Kind of. Like, okay, I just feel like, oh, another, like, trail that I would want to do is become a dietitian. But okay. I don't know. These past few months, I've been like, I have no idea what I want to do. I don't I don't even know if I like marketing. I don't even know if I like, like, like the idea of being a dietitian. I right. don't know if I like the idea of being a pilot. Like, I do like the idea of becoming a pilot. But it's just, like, unrealistic for me, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Because I was talking to my dad about this and being like so in in the future i want to have kids and have a family and everything like that and i don't have a problem being the breadwinner if that's okay with my husband or anything or like that Mm -hmm. but i don't think for me i can give that responsibility to raise the kids to the father like it has Mm -hmm. nothing to do with the father being a bad dad or whatever it's just like for me i just want to raise my kids right makes sense like it's not because i don't want the father to do it i just mm-hmm. i i want yeah, it's like you just want to do it right no that's yeah, like, totally like, valid yeah so now that's just kind of not in my not in my future mm-hmm. anymore and so like i don't know but i have yeah. been thinking about it a little bit i kind of think i want to be a teacher again teacher that again. was like gotcha. like a early kind of thing what i wanted to do and like when I was a kid, mm-hmm. but like, I feel like I would really enjoy being a teacher, like being a, um, an elementary school. Cause that's before they're okay. So one thing I like to call people that are younger than me, like slightly younger than me, I like to call them gremlins. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, elementary school, I feel like it's before they become gremlins. That's true. They tend to be a little better in elementary school, but yeah. here, before we get any further, before we get into further, a couple of reactions to like all that you just said. So first of all, so we grew up, right? It's like dad works, mom doesn't. We have yeah. all the things that we want, right? We are all able to go to college and not worry about it. We're, you know, didn't live super rich, but we had the things that we needed for our hobbies or, you know, whatever we yeah, do on yeah. the side. Can I add something? That, yeah. I want to add that if my, if dad didn't want to work or something happened to him, our mom could go to california and get a job because she has a dental degree right like she's a dentist we don't have to move to california but yes yeah yeah. so that that arrangement is like very quickly becoming non non non-feasible anymore so if you look at the top three things that are you know the most expensive things in a household it's housing education it's healthcare. those three things are the most expensive Mm -hmm. things that you pay for in a household the cost of those three things have gone way up the past like 50 years right yeah yeah. and the average wages in america has like pretty much stayed the same like it's gone up a little bit and so it was really and this is all stuff that i kind of heard from bella 
as she did her sociology, you know, coursework in college. Um, but it was this kind of rare period in history, right? I forget when exactly it was like post-war era. I forget which one. But, um, you know, everyone's coming home from the war and there's lots of families and productivity was huge. We had just, you know, uh, converted the U.S. into this manufacturing powerhouse to like win us the war. So there were tons yep. of really well, well-paying jobs. And so this idea of dad can work, mom can stay at home and you can have a house, have a car, have everything you need. That was like kind of a very specific period in time when that was possible. And what yeah. you've seen now is like it's quickly becoming not the case that you can do that. Um, yeah. I think I started to see it. But when I was like younger, like coming up through school, but I think even now, now that I'm kind of on the other side and amongst adults with kids, I'm seeing more and more that like you like both parents have to work in order to have what we had growing up. Right. In order to have the house, the car, good health care yeah. and the education, all that stuff both parents need to work. And so I think the first thing is like your desire to like raise your own kids. I think the world that you'll live in at that point will be very much like enable you to both work a job and watch McCall and like have a family life. Mm -hmm. And maybe like families will change by then. Right. Because part <laughs> of what, you know, that family structure was where it's like, mom, dad, kids, we live only in that unit. We have our own house, have our own thing. But if you look at other countries around the world, they live with extended families, right? Uh, a lot of my friends who came from China actually just had dinner the other day with some friends who grew up in China. They have mm. their grandparents live with them and their grandparents would help out with a lot of these household things yeah. while their parents went off and worked. Like other cultures do that and have done that for a long, long time. And even we've mm. in America have done that. It's just we've kind of just kind of forgotten in this kind of period of prosperity that we've had. So that's one. Yeah. Second I kind thing, of feel like it's kind of a like quote-unquote like a kind of a stigma to mm -hmm. have like your parents live with you like having parents yeah multiple right. generations yeah. in one household mm -hmm. but like if you think about it like economically not economically but like if you think about it like that solves so many problems like right you have someone to take care of the kids and like you have like other like you know like you were talking about like the parent both the parents can work and they have uh child care and like if they need anything like that like they have somebody to like support on like put their weight on mm. if they need any help or anything like that and so like it just saves a lot of money because that means you don't have your parents don't have to pay for rent you don't like your parents don't have to pay for a house and you don't you have like that's just like minusing a house like mm, exactly yeah and paying for and, all the utilities and everything like that yeah and if you think about how we do it now usually when the grandparents need to be taken care of we'll like put them in a home right and it's yeah. like even more so now we build a separate like institution for our older people right so lots mm -hmm. of things i'm not like the expert or anything but it's just like yeah, a yeah. data point that I heard but second thing less philosophical and more just tactical i actually have a friend who works in marketing at an airline. So if, oh, you really? wanna, if you wanna talk to him about his job, the way we met was crazy. So I actually met him <laughs> as a missionary. So oh, he- Oh, really? Yeah, okay, this is crazy. And I have to tell this story. First of all, shout out Preston. Preston, you'll always be my bro for helping me out on a mission. So <laughs> I'm kind of fresh. I think I'm like my third or fourth month. Yeah. Still can't speak Korean. Me and my me and my companion, we're walking around and uh, we're walking up and down Koreatown in L.A. And oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. This is all coming back to me. It's actually crazier. Like the more that comes back to me. OK, we hear about the other you know team of missionaries had a dinner appointment that we weren't invited to, even though we were serving in the same ward. So we, we have two sets of missionaries in the oh, same ward. They got a dinner appointment. I think it was kind of impromptu. I think they were out doing something and then got roped into a dinner. And, you know, we're walking home. And I remember my companion turning to me and he was going through a hard time. So he had like a back injury that he was dealing with. So mm -hmm. not a lot was getting done during that time. And he just turned to me and he's like, man, I like, I really wish we could have like a dinner too. Like that would just be really awesome. It was such a sad moment. So I'm like, yeah, no, that'd be great. Okay. We walk down maybe like a block and a half more. And this dude in this BMW pulls up and he's like, hey, like what's going on? 
and we're like oh hey because you know we're missionaries we'll talk to anybody who talks to us first so he's yeah. like he's like hey do you guys need a ride back to the church building and we're like oh you know like because we're out just talking to people on the street so we're like nah like if we get a ride back from the church to the church building it kind of defeats the point of us being out here so we're like oh no that's okay like we're, we're just gonna you know walk there and then he's like well well how about dinner can i take you guys out to dinner like we'd love to have dinner with you guys and we're like, yo, what the heck? So we like oh my climb, climb into this dude's car. Very sketchy. Kids out there, you know, probably shouldn't do that. But turns out he was a cool dude. So yeah. get into his BMW. We go to this Korean barbecue place. We have an awesome dinner. Turns out this guy named Preston, um, mm-hmm. he's working for marketing and BMW, which is why he's driving a BMW. Um, and mm-hmm. he was like in LA for work. And he just like was, it was dinner time. He didn't feel like eating alone. So he's like, might as well eat with the missionaries. Um, you know, he's been a missionary before and all that. So, you know, we have dinner. Oh, wait. So was he a member? Yeah, yeah, he's a member. Like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Otherwise, that would have been a real miracle. Just a random person just came up and (laughs) fed us dinner. So anyways, (laughs) I always remembered him. I wrote about him in my journal. I was like, dude, Preston, this is like crazy that you showed up. Like, you have no idea, like how much we appreciate this stuff like that. Okay. And that's it. And um, then I go the whole two years. Obviously, don't see the guy because he doesn't live in L.A. He was just there for work. Um, I then go to BYU for college and, um, he shows like, he shows up on my LinkedIn feed again, cause I'm doing business related stuff. He's obviously doing business related stuff. And uh, I was like, oh my gosh, like, I think I actually searched for him first. I was like, I remember that guy for some reason, maybe I told this story to someone and I was like, man, I wonder what he's doing now. So I looked him up on LinkedIn, found him. And I was like, Hey dude, like, I'm done with my mission. Like I'm here doing business stuff. Like this is so crazy. Um, so we kept in touch a little bit. Then he came back to BYU for his MBA actually while I was still there. And so I met him again. I was like, Preston, like, I don't know if we ever like, we must've gone to lunch or something. I should check like my notes or whatever. See if we ever like connected went to lunch, but we met again. I was like, dude, you're the man. You're awesome. So he's over at, um, I think it's Delta airlines and he's doing, he's like, obviously Mm -hmm. his MBA moved to Delta. So long story short, if you want to talk to him, we can, we can set that up. I'm sure he'd love to speak to a, you know, high school senior who's still figuring out what she wants to do. Cause Holy crap. Yeah. Wait, this is senior year. So that means next year you would be going to college. Yep. Oh my to gosh. Yeah. College. So, to college. Yeah. So, so the, we'll set that up. We'll set that up. Yeah. So the school that I want to go to is BYU Provo. And so the um, application actually opens in 10 days. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah. I guess it makes sense because decisions come out in like February, don't they? February 19th. Very nice. Yeah. So I will be a little bit crazy until then. I'll be very nervous. But um, actually, one thing that I was so excited for is that if Ella Chase ever listened to this podcast, she's coming to BYU in fall semester. And I'm so excited to see her. She's nice. one of my friends back in Illinois. She's from Wheaton and her, her parents are actually the mission presidents over there. So (laughs) nice. Yeah. But anyways, um, what else is that? I think that ends our life update. Yeah. I think that's the life update segment. So I think that it took a little too long, but I think it's fun getting life updates. I feel like it's like the one thing people want to listen to because we're no longer near the people that we kind of grew up with. I feel like. Yeah, that's true. So, like, I feel like they want to hear the long life yeah. update. But anyways, um, what our topic of this podcast is, is that we went to Taylor Swift. We went to the Taylor Swift concert. We what went to the Eras tour. Eras tour. SoFi I'm Stadium. actually wearing her merch right now, which you can't I'm, see. I'm not wearing you know, her it's merch okay. right now, which you also can't see. Wait, what? I said I'm not wearing her merch. Oh, haha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did anyway. not buy merch. Very yeah. expensive. Aaron and Vienna bought the merch. Yep. We are, too. we are very 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 easily swayed. <laughs> yes. So But I mean uh, to be fair, it was sick merch. I would have gotten some if the line wasn't ridiculous. Because the price we could have gotten you some though. Wasn't it like what is it, 70 bucks for the sweater? This one was 75. 75 but it's like a you know it's a nice sweater it's not like a t-shirt 75 no it's like, it's like really quality, nice yeah, yeah sweatshirt so yeah It'll not terrible last me a while yeah so 
Yeah. But yeah, the lines were crazy. And I'm sure everyone's already heard about the Eras Tour ad nauseum if you're interested in that sort of thing. But yeah. we're going to talk about how it was for us. Cause yeah, it was we're going to awesome. talk about it. And we'll okay, start at so... the very beginning with yeah, start Vienna from the very beginning. injuring herself right that's, before coming that's kind of not the beginning though <laughs> i guess that's true where where do we start okay from i'm gonna start the, the story because i think this is very funny okay fine. but anyways okay so we start the story with uh what when was it we like when did we look for tickets i think it was wasn't it like november of last like year that. Or it was at least like, like a year in advance it was crazy yeah so anyways so we okay so i think this is how i don't want to say this wrong tell the story wrong but from what i understand is that bella our my sister-in-law and his wife she's like a huge swifty so i think mm-hmm. wasn't she part of a fan club that helped her get the tickets no so it's that's what they call it but that's not what it is so i okay. think she got verified as a fan because there was this whole thing where it's like they didn't want bots like scooping up all the tickets so they they made the system where through something i think you verify your email address and your phone number basically verify that you're a real person and then you get certified or whatever verified as like a official fan or whatever and that's what got you the you know ability to buy tickets so no it wasn't part of like an official club it was like she just did this verification that they did for oh okay well, I kind of got the story wrong. But anyway, I'll, I'll keep on telling it. Um, so basically, it was a year in advance. And so she bought the tickets. You guys waited for a pretty long time, didn't you guys? What do you mean? F- to get the tickets. No. Oh, yeah. Like, wait in the line. So everyone who doesn't remember this, like, Ticketmaster, it was crazy. Like, you had to, like, yeah. sign in at a certain time, like, get your code. And then there was, like, a line that was like okay you're like you know number five thousand in the queue you have to wait there and then once it got to the queue it would like let you in you have to like select your your seats and stuff like that so it was this whole thing so stressful so it was very very stressful for noble and bella yes it was and so at the time we were still uh we me and vienna were still in chicago and so like taking a trip to la was out of the question from Chicago for right. for my dad and my mom. That was completely out of the question. And so um so they got the tickets, four tickets. Yep. Crazy. It the seats were absolutely perfect. Like they were they were not too far and they were like we were on the third floor or something. Did yeah, we yeah, it was surprising how good the seats were cuz we they weren't nosebleed. So there's a nosebleed section. We were yeah. like one section in front of that in the front part of it. So we we're the front row of the the section right underneath the nosebleeds. So the tickets yeah. weren't bad. They were like two hundred something bucks or whatever. And we bought yeah. four of them because we because Bella really wanted to take Aaron to Vienna. And we figured we also had friends who wanted to go with us. So we we had people lined up. Like if it turned out that Aaron and Vienna couldn't come with us, we had yeah. people who were like, We will buy the tickets and we'll come with you, stuff like that. So yeah, we went yeah. ahead and bought four. So yeah and i just want to say something else about the seats so the seats i feel like i don't know i i'm gonna bring god into this i feel like heavenly father knew that vienna was gonna break her ankle yeah that is true (laughs) she broke her ankle not broke broke her ankle she uh, sprained her ankle the day before our flight literally and so the seats were placed at the last row of the like the balcony thing the balcony if you if yeah you... it's hard to describe but basically yeah. it was the perfect seats like we were on the on the edge and we weren't it wasn't like a huge flight of stairs to get it was literally like four stair steps to get to our seat and it yeah was right and there. right behind our seats there was like concrete you know and there was a wall behind us and so there was like this like uh like crevice of like space where we can put our stuff and most importantly vienna's crutches yeah you're able to stick vienna's crutches behind there so they were like out of the way so yeah it was crazy it worked out super super well i think it was heavenly father he knew i think so too (laughs) blessed blessed literally so blessed 
But anyways, another thing that was uh really neat about our seats, the food stand was right behind us. Oh yeah. Like oh, right behind us. Oh my gosh. Okay. And I got I got these pastrami cheese fries. I also got them. And they were so good. So good. In a disgusting way. It was That's like true. Because <laughs> there was a lot of grease coming off of those fries at the bottom. Yeah. But it was okay, so it was fries, then cheese, like just plain old like nacho cheese. Mm-hmm. But then they put the special, like in and out, like think animal style fries, where you put like the special sauce with the onions. They put that on it, mm-hmm. then a fat, you know, bunch of pastrami, and then and pickles. pickles. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> it was like, so good! Holy cow, that was so good. But, okay, yeah. but let me tell you something. We also got Starries, and so it's oh, basically yes. like Sprite. Uh-huh. If you okay, I don't know if this is a familiar feeling with some people, but like if you ever had a sprite after like walking a long time and it's been a hot day, the taste is crisp. Mm-hmm. And so like that sprite was so crisp. Yeah. It's like I I've been a fan of Starry ever since I first had it in the um Sam's Club, I think is the first place that I got it. Because <laughs> the NBA playoffs for like every commercial was starry. They're like, oh, it's a new lemon lime soda, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what even is this? So at the end of the playoffs, I like looked it up and they're like, oh yeah, like Sierra Mist isn't a thing anymore. It's called Starry now. I was like, okay. So then like we yeah. go to Sam's Club to their food court. I see it, I get it, I try it. And ever since then, I've just been like, I've been hooked. Like, I'm sorry, it Sprite. Is like- I've been a loyal Sprite guy for a while, but nah, man, Starry is so it good. is sprite on steroids yeah. it is so good this episode is not brought to you by, by starry, starry. <laughs> <laughs> i wish it was yeah that product is so good hey, starry hook us up pepsi yeah. hook us up please but yeah oh please. so good so yeah aaron and i aaron and i i feel like are the, the biggest foodies of the group Food is yep. very important to us. Oh my gosh! So those yes. pastrami cheese fries with a big, you know, cup of starry. Oh, perfect! Oh my gosh, that was perfect. literally so good. Oh my gosh, man, that Anyways. might actually be my favorite part of that concert. No, I'm just kidding. My favorite part of the <laughs> concert. Me? My favorite part of the concert was the opening song. That was incredible. Yes. Like, what a journey! Shout out Taylor Swift. What a journey! You go, I girl. Know. Okay, for anybody that has seen the documentary, uh, Miss Americana, um, I don't know the whole name, but that's what it starts with. It starts Heartbreak it's... Prince. That's what it is. Well, that's the song. I don't think that's the documentary name though. Oh yeah, documentary. I'm pretty just Taylor Swift Miss Americana, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody who has watched that documentary, which I do recommend, ten out of ten, love that documentary. Um, it really showcases like who Taylor Swift really is, and but anyways, but um. Literally, if you watch that, you will be like, she is literally a genius. She comes up with the getaway car intro. Out, no, no, no. What is it called? Bridge. And it's literally so iconic. Mm-hmm. And if you ever like go on TikTok and you might see this and it says like average Taylor Swift listeners and they play the real like getaway car, you know, studio version of the mm-hmm. bridge. But like and then they show a clip of the uh, documentary of her actually making it. And then the caption is how real Taylor Swift fans listen to hear it, like mm-hmm. the, he, listen to it. But anyways, um, well, uh, we were talking about the beginning, beginning. Um, Oh, this is pre-concert or back there. Yeah. Pre-concert. Yeah. So all we kind of my around. side of the story, right? So we bought oh, a yeah, yeah. LA show because we thought we'd be living in LA at that point. So I graduated last summer accepted a job in LA but Bella still had to finish up school because she you know added a minor added some stuff she graduated this past summer um so accepted a job in LA we thought we would live there so we you know bought tickets for that show uh when did mom and dad decide that they would move to Utah when did that happen oh yeah that's another thing I wanted to talk about um so basically if you ever ever moved you will understand how stressful this is so basically, in the beginning of February, we started talking about moving. We made the announcement. Mom and dad made the announcement that we're moving the second week of February. 
And then we started renovations on the house beginning of March gotcha, and moved okay. out, moved out May 26th. Yeah. Okay. Got it. So that's when we really started to apply the pressure. I mean, I feel like we started applying more pressure later because at first yeah. our parents were not super like enthused about the idea because they're like, yeah. well, I think we didn't even mention it for a while because they were like, oh, it's far away, like whatever. But yeah. their initial reaction was like, oh, like, you know, there's, they've got summer things. We'll be moving. That's another thing. I yeah. just think they didn't want us going on a fun thing all by our yeah. lonesomes. But so yeah. the way but can I add supposed... something? Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. OK, so one thing, another thing is that like here's what like perspective from the parents so basically i went on a 10-day trip to europe at the beginning That's of true, summer yeah so okay if you add them all together i took five trips during the summer including nice. taylor swift and so like from their point of view they would be like they they're like Oh, she's going on too many trips. Like she doesn't. We don't want to make her spoiled. Yeah, and like true. all that, that kind of things. But thank goodness that we were able to go. But yeah. um, but it was yeah, gonna work. So they out were kind great. of worried about like being too busy. I guess. Right. I guess that makes sense. But it was gonna work out because we were gonna be living in LA. So you guys would just come stay at our place. So there's yeah. that. And like LA is super close to Utah. Like you could either fly, which is like super cheap. It's like yeah like 50 to 100 bucks on southwest or we would fly out and just drive one of the cars down because it's just a 10-hour drive so like it was gonna work out perfect but oh i didn't even know that was a option right well it wasn't an option but you know you know right we were thinking about it but then you know bella gets the job in dc we fly out here so they added like a whole another thing like we needed to get flights to go from literally one side of the country to the opposite side so yeah. it was a lot of things. And then, yeah, we had to, like, kind of turn up the heat on the pressure. As as the concert got closer, we are like, hey, come on. Let them come. Like, it'll be fun. Like, we got the tickets yeah. for them already. Luckily, my work threw in a nice bonus that, that came in around that time. So we used that to yeah. fund our little fun trip. But yeah. um, Do you think know. they'd still let us go if we were still in Chicago? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know if they would. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think so we had bought the tickets. We went ahead and bought it. It wasn't like, oh, if they don't want to come, like they don't have to come. Like we got the tickets. Yeah. Plus, I mean, I mean, it's Taylor Swift. Come on. Come on. She's I not. Know. Who knows when she's going to do another one of these again? She probably will. Yeah. But still, you know. Yeah. So that I was, was talking. Yeah. I was talking to uh one of her cousins. Her name's Crystal. She's a fellow Swifty. And so she went in the she went to the Denver show. And so like. She thinks that she's going to release three more albums. Really? Yeah. Three to specifically? Make 13. Or... Ah, to make 13 albums. Ah, yes. 13. When she said that, I was like, that is literally so genius. The thing is, so the whole thing, right? Because she, she announced her Taylor's version of 1989 on yeah. like the 8-9 show, like the August 9th show. Yes! That, okay, I feel like, because there was so much buzz about it before. Like, mm-hmm. long before, everyone was like, oh, she's going to do it, she's going to do it, she's going to do it. I almost wonder if there's, like, um, if, like, enough fans get behind something, it turns into, like, a self-fulfilling prophecy, you know? Like, I wonder yeah. if she had it, like, planned for, like, a certain release date, but when everybody started getting on top of this whole, like, oh, she's going to do it, she's like, I would do that if I was a superstar, right? Be like, you know what? Everybody yeah. wants this to happen. Why not? So I could see, like, if everybody starts expecting her to do three more, so it could be 13, I could see her being like, man, like, why not? Yeah, sure, three more. Okay. You know, what's three more albums if you're Taylor Swift? I don't know. I feel like she planned it from the beginning, though. Because mm-hmm. that's just too coincidental, I feel like. She already made the the house, though. So would it be, like, a second house? Like, you have the, the house of all our albums and, like, the shed oh. and the garage and the yeah. mailbox those are the last and the shed <laughs> no she makes a shed of the last three right yeah so <laughs> i don't know what that would look like but yeah me neither but i don't know yeah but um what was i saying i don't know 19 cities and the last day is eight nine mm-hmm. suspicious. i don't know but that anyways. is super suspicious so I know the, the episode right now is dragging on a little long, 
So we'll this we'll abbreviate extremely it. long. We can we can talk rest of the Taylor Swift uh, concert later. But I would say let's let's shorten it. Your favorite part of the concert or, or most memorable thing? Yes. Um. Any uh, everything from eighteen eighty nine. Sorry, eighteen eighty nine. Um, nineteen eighty nine, and definitely Lover at the beginning yeah i feel like i kind of got winded at the end and i'm not the biggest fan of midnight so like at the end i was like kind of tired and i was like like, at the beginning (laughs) i was so hype i was literally so hype but um yeah yeah i think my answer would be the exact same like we definitely i feel like you and me specifically we went Mm -hmm. ham that first two sets like because it was yeah it was lover and fearless right those are the two first sets yes yeah oh my gosh yeah we fearless? went yeah <laughs> yes yeah we definitely yeah. spent more of our energy than we should have on those first two sets just because like i knew that because obviously the set list is published right so everybody yeah. knew the heartbreak the mr american the heartbreak prince was like the opener but yeah. that it's just like the perfect it's the perfect opener for for the tour yeah. and so when when that started yeah we just went crazy and spent yeah. spent all our energy the first couple sets that'll be my most memorable thing i just feel like that opener was so iconic and it was such a such a statement piece you know yeah and i would say biggest regret and that's what we'll do next biggest regret for me is not listening to the midnight's album more before and yeah. also just being like not as in shape i don't know how anyone can be in shape enough to be like jumping up and down and going crazy for three hours straight but i did feel bad because i came home was listening to the midnight's album more and i was actually like dang this is actually a good album like i actually really really like these songs but i just remember like at the first part of the midnight set i was just dead tired so like my brain was excited by what was going on but my body was just like we're gonna sit down now and that's what we're doing and then the second half of the midnight set, I was trying to figure out the wheelchair situation for Vienna. Cause I had to like, yeah. I had to text somebody to get them to come when the concert was over and pick and like get the wheelchair and do all that stuff. So I don't even remember like the end of the show. Cause I was like trying to get us a wheelchair super fast. Yeah. One regret so, from the show could have just waited on that, but yeah. yeah. So I actually have two things that I want to say. Okay. So one thing I regret so much is not listening I don't know why I didn't listen to Evermore a lot more before the show. Mm, But, like, I listened to, like, I listened to it, like, maybe two times. Like, the whole album, like, a few times. Mm -hmm. But the one song that I regret not listening to more is Tolerate It. The way that she portrayed Uh it on the stage. Yes. I I don't think I cried, but, like. Vienna probably did. I was like, (laughs) oh, my I know Bella, Bella pretty much did. Yeah, like I was like, oh my gosh, this is the best song I've ever listened to. Oh my gosh. And the way that Bella told it to me is that if you ever seen Go More Girls, it's Lindsay to Dean. Oh my gosh. When she's still in love with Rory <laughs> and she's like, Lindsay's trying to make it like, you know, all better in their marriage, but Dean still love with Rory. And if you know what I'm talking about, you know how frustrating you know, it was. You know, if you know, you know. Yeah, if you know, you know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Justice for Lindsay. Justice for, for Lindsay. That's right. Yeah. But yeah, okay. tolerate it. Wow. Yeah. Good song. Such a great song. Good song. It's, it's so good. Okay. Another thing. Okay. Actually, I have two more things to talk about. After okay. That. All right. List yeah. is growing. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, one thing that I will never, ever forget is Enchanted. Ever. Oh yeah. I yeah, yeah. love that song with my whole heart and soul. I would sell my soul to listen to it for the first time again. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. I love that song. Yeah, that's all I want to say about that song. Okay, all right. One more thing, right? Okay, one more thing, one more thing. Okay. I was kind of sad about her uh, surprise songs. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I'm not going to lie either. I was like, I literally told Bella, I was like, I don't really have a preference. I just want it to be songs that I know. And yeah. literally both of them, I had no idea what they were. It was, okay. it was You're On Your Own Kid and, and Death by a Thousand, thousand cuts. cuts. That's right. It's just like, I heard them before, but I haven't like, you know, they're not one of my favorites. And like, okay, no, no, no. I lied. Okay, you're on your own, kid. Has like hit me in so many different ways, 
but like death by a thousand cuts i haven't listened to it enough to connect with it you know yeah i also feel like because our show was one of the ones that was filmed for the documentary that they're gonna do i do feel like she was a little stiff and i think tiktok agrees with me on that because everyone's going on and being like oh taylor's like not being recorded anymore we get like unhinged taylor again like i did notice it during the acoustic set it seemed like like she looked like how i do when i like did a senior recital where it's just like okay on to the next song like okay yay next song play like yeah. play the song be done with it okay next song like i did get a little of that so but i told bella this like the flip side of that is she was probably more tight on her like performances yeah. of the songs because she was being filmed right like she wants it to be good she wants it to like yeah. everything every detail to be in place so i think there was pros and cons to being like on a filmed show Mm-hmm. but yeah that yeah same with the surprise songs i was just like ah, yeah I don't, I don't really know these songs so everybody else freaked out but i was like i don't, I don't know these songs i am not gonna lie uh um i kind of fake freaked out when she played this yeah <laughs> oh yeah i love this one yeah yeah anyways i was not impressed maybe you're on your own kid i was actually like oh my gosh i love this song yeah but anyways one thing i'll be so sad about i'm sorry i have so many one things left in me yeah um one thing that i'll be forever sad about is that she did exile the next day oh yeah i did hear about that and i, I was like, oh, almost man, cried when i heard a that good one yeah i almost cried i was like are you kidding me yeah are you kidding me <laughs> and i watched it live too oh did you really tiktok live or whatever nice I was like, "Ooh, what? What surprise songs are she? Is she doing?" XL came on. I almost cried. Yeah, and she had like the audience do the duet part. That's pretty dope. <laughs> Anyways, well, I think we're at time. I think that's a wrap. That's definitely a wrap because it's been like what two hours? <laughs> yeah, something like that. But anyways. That's a wrap, guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Blanket Studio podcast. My name is Aaron Huang, your host. And I'm Noble Huang, your co-host, and we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.